Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphones are your hosts, Trey Lasley and TJ Willis. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. What up? What up? What up? Welcome back to the uh, three in one edition of Tigers on Tap. It's just not as fun after a win. It's not. After a or win. After a loss. Damn, I wish we'd have won. It'd have been a lot of fun in this That's place. A lot more fun. After we needed it so bad. You imagine where we'd be at right now if we were 4 0, having beaten the Missouri Tigers in St. Louis with Boise coming to town? Number 25 in the nation. That's probably where we'd be. <sighs> what are they now? 23? Yeah, they have a, a bigger win Whatever. than we did. So. so, yeah, sure. All right, today we have this is Metalsome, hotter than hell's. Mm. Mm. Kind of an interesting look, looking can here. Hotter than hell's. Um, we chose this because it's going to be hotter than hell's we? Saturday. Well, yeah, I guess it I is. chose it. I'm going to fully blame our friend John because you know what he said at the Navy game when we were in the uh, in the sim the other night? Something about only beautiful weather from here on out. He said, wow, I cannot believe we haven't had a hot game this yeah. season. And I was like, John, you what clown. You, we still have a September <laughs> game that I, at that point we didn't know the time. I was like, guarantee you it's going to be a, a day game. Yeah. I think the high is 90, 80, 88 right yeah. now. I mean, that's not really that hot, but like when I'm used to well, this if you fall think about weather it, what, right now. What was that UCLA game? I think the high that day was only like 88. Yeah, we looked that up and it was like 88, 86. You've got the video like on that. your phone of me. Yeah, dude, I'm really having a heat stroke. Seven carts yeah. carting people away to get freaking IVs. We'll see. A lot of time between, it's Monday night, a lot of time between now and then. So hopefully the. Uh, it may change. Hopefully a cold front comes in here and we get into the low 80s, maybe upper 70s. Bless them. That'll awesome. be one of those uh, the sunburn games, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just one side roast. Where our, our left side just gets fried. Yeah. you got to remember the sunscreen Saturday. All right, Tej. I don't even want to talk about it. Do you not? I mean, yeah, we got to, but, like, um, it's just upsetting. Didn't make the trek up there. Did have uh, some of our buddies over. You didn't come because mm-hmm. you were dealing with the stomach bug over at the Willis household. Well, not me. But, uh, well, I just meant your family yeah. in general. Um, watched a game on a 120-inch projector screen. That is the move. And at halftime, we tried out. We've recently switched. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, cutting cable. So TJ and I are in a family plan, a YouTube TV right now. Yep. The multi-view. It's great. It's killer. Yeah. Absolutely killer. Now, of all of that, the dome looked absolutely dog shit. Just wretched on the telly. Yeah, dude. I was there. It was disgusting. It was terrible. I mean, how old is that turf? It was... the Not not only is it discolored and disgusting, and it was shining and reflective and hard (laughs) to see when they would pan out, somehow they had, like, two sets of lines... It's because the Battle Hawks, I think, play on that. But why were they not lined up? Why were they all, like, exactly a yard apart? You had two of every, the 30, the 40, the 50. They were all, like, six inch. Not It was probably a foot. They were all, like, a foot apart from one another. Why why are the the lines not lining up? I don't know. I I know why the, like, the the hash and stuff aren't lining up. Well, yeah, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. You would assume the two 30s would be in the same spot. You know what it looked like? It looked somehow worse than the old turf at the Liberty Bowl. 
the turf was way worse. I walked it on it. Gray. I wa- even just walking on it though, it was uneven, and it felt like it was bouncing. Like it, it felt like you were bouncing on. I literally, mm-hmm. I said to somebody before the game, I was like, "Man, I really hope that there's no injuries out here because sure. of this turf." Yeah, that is. I don't bouncy is not what I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say it was hard as a rock. No, it like it was just uh, like a rug over some concrete. The Liberty Bowl or the Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium turf is hard as a rock. I would say that one looks hard. That one's hard. That one feels more like it's like you're stepping on grass on on solid ground mm-hmm. there yeah like a real drought area it's like it's been so dry right but this one felt like you were kind of like you know how when like you in walk a child's into, playground no they've got the rubber i love that's that it. feel yeah that's fun y'all been to those like trampoline parks right oh yeah like those trampoline yeah. places it get felt air. like when you get in there and you kind of like you're kind of like bouncing around that's what it as felt you're like. walking yeah wow surprised hmm. we didn't see more uh jump balls then I don't think it's that bouncy, but anyway, it just looked awful. Disgusting. It looked awful. And I get that like not only did it look awful, the camera work was dude, awful. That was brutal. I mean, how many brutal. How, how many passing plays did we not get to see the route or who was even the ball was? Saw nothing beyond to? the linebacker. It was just like this and it never moved. What an absolute amateur hour. Ugh. Uh outside of that, Tej, initial thoughts. 34-27 loss. Seth, 31 of 47, 316, three tutties, two interceptions, and my guy had two fumbles. We recovered both of them. But uh, Brady Cook cooked us. 18 of 25, 341, two tutties, 13.6 average. Luther Burden cooked us, 10 receptions, 177. He didn't have a tutty, though, but he did miss a large portion of the second half. My guy also had how many did you say yards after the catch Luther had one twenty eight, yeah one so he had one hundred and seventy seven receiving yards, like one hundred and twenty eight re- yards after catch, mm. which we'll kind of talk about later. But I know I kind of feel like I jinxed that though because I was talking beforehand like oh you know we've done a really good job of keeping a lot of these wide receivers in check. Sorry guys, oops. The yeah. secondary looked atrocious. <clears throat> yeah, you don't agree. No, it's not that they didn't look atrocious. I, I just think that you can kind of give up maybe a long bomb. I mean, like, I'm not I'm trying to think of how to word this. How if you how do you get uh, I'm talking first touchdown play, 76 yards. Yeah, he, he got roasted. How do you one. get called for holding five and, yards behind the dude? <laughs> and get beat that bad? Pull him to the ground. If you're gonna hold, you better get hold the spot that spot foul right gun. there. Yeah. I mean, just tackle him. Yeah. It's a smarter play. But, yeah, you, that's embarrassing. Well, honestly, the hold, they showed it. It wasn't much of a hold. He did grab him he for did a grab half second. Him, but, but, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I did expect a little bit more from the secondary. And I think that this could be a situation where Memphis is playing a little bit more aggressive, pressing at the line, and then obviously having to play catch up if the guy gets by you. Because you're, you're, in theory, playing against guys that are better than you, right? Yeah. I think that's the – the mindset you're supposed to have there. I mean, is the SEC. I know it's Mizzou, but they're still four-star, five-star caliber guys. Like, Luther Burden is a five-star wide receiver. Like, we shouldn't be shocked that he's out there roasting people. What was the uh, what was the saying in that UCLA game? Five stars versus walk-ons and Anthony coined? Yeah, something like that. that sounds about you right. remember that? Yeah, yeah. 
I just don't remember it verbatim. Not That's quite to that level, I wouldn't say here, but nonetheless, undefeated top 25 ranked SEC foe on the road, essentially. I mean, there were 45. Yeah. I don't know. Kenny, you were in the building. Were there 45K there? What was the split in the crowd? I saw 90, a lot. 95-5. Yeah. Wow. I'd imagine it was a lot. They were doing ticket sales for $20, $25 lower bowl. That's disgusting because anytime I looked, it was $100 for me. Yeah, you missed it, though. You missed that promo. You had to use, like, a promo code thing. How big is the stadium? How many How many does it see? Don't even uh, I want to say it was, like, 60, stadium, so probably, 65 yeah. or something, 67. The upper level was pretty bare. Yeah. Um, but the bottom, bowl, the bottom bowl and middle bowl were pretty good. Yeah. Sick, pretty filled up. It's got a capacity of 66, and they say there were 45.85 there, 68% yeah. full. How many of those 45 you think were TIG fans? What's 5% of yeah, 45? What really? I feel like on some of those shots, I'm, it looked like a decently good contingent of Memphis fans. Went. Well, they had the Tiger fans sitting in one specific spot mm-hmm. right behind the Tiger bench. Yeah. And, well, that was supposed to be our whole side. And that was it. Like, they, they, there was, I mean, there might have been some blue scattered around, but it was mainly right there behind the Tiger bench in that lower bowl. Hmm. So it wasn't very many. And they weren't sure. very – I spent a lot of time on the other side just because of the way that the shooting, you know, kind of worked itself out. But yeah. a shooting? Well, in the filming. Dump, so while you were there? Filming with my camera. Gosh, St. Louis, dangerous city. <laughs> hmm. uh, I think – how loud did it get in there? Bla- I think – was it Blake that said it was louder in there and then it got at Mississippi State at any point last year? Although, I guess – It's a dumb. No. It is I, a dumb. I disagree with that. Wow. Miss- so you want to fight Blake? I, I, we're going to source wow. off. Wow. Interesting. Fight um, Blake. Blake's a nice yeah. guy. Blake, I, I would say, you had a couple of things against you at Mississippi State. The fact that it rained literally the oh, entire yeah, there game. Was a delay. But I'm telling you, that student section. I mean, to say that with cowbells in attendance. Yeah, is no, the cowbells were quite a statement. Unreal. It was so loud in there. Yeah. But it's also. But you would agree that this was a true road environment for the Tigs, <laughs> without a question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a uh, not a neutral site. This is not a neutral site game, without yeah. a doubt. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So jumping into the actual game, I will start with Seth. I think that's the first uh, and easiest place to start off. Right? It's is Seth Dudu Brown? No, I don't think he's that. I'm TJ. I'm starting to have <laughs> questions. I get it. I, he did. He did go thirty-one of forty-seven, three hundred and sixteen yards, three Look, touchdowns. He made that first throw on fourth down to Joe to take the lead, ten to seven. I was like, "That's the shot. This is it. Yeah, that was beautiful. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. We're about to have a Seth game." And then, look, I, I saw earlier today he had six turnover-esque plays in that game. He had fourteen all year last year, which was like one a game, maybe six against Missouri. Obviously, through the two picks, had the two fumbles. And then there were two more that they were classic. This is coming from Action Network. They log things like that. Six turnover-worthy plays. Are you serious? I I think they're a good defense, for one. Let's get that out in the open. I think Mizzou will be a good defense throughout the rest of the year. Like I, I think that'll track. I think they're the best defense we'll face this season? They Them or Tulane? Or Tulane, yeah. The, the defensive lines, I think, are really good. Mm. The pass rush is very fierce. Everybody else is just kind of there, but the pass rush is really where it lives. Sure. But um, I do think they're a good defense, and I'm not too upset about the two interceptions. I mean, I am upset about two interceptions, but you are playing an SEC defense probably on the fence. I don't know the stat line. They're probably a top 25 defense. I they're would- close. I was looking at it earlier. They're they're right on the edge. Yeah, not. and that's after playing number 15 Kansas State. Yeah. So, like, they, they, that's good. 
right? It's not like our, sorry guys, it's not like our defense being ranked so highly after playing Bethune-Cookman, Arkansas State, Navy. Hey, Arkansas State put up like 45 I know, this I know, week. I know, I know. But it was, there should have been an asterisk after it. And I think we all agree that sure. the number one defense in the nation was maybe not really that, but. Statistically, it was a fact. Sure, I agree. But after Saturday, uh, I long, have real doubts. Long story short, I think Seth has to be better, right? I, I think we all agree. I mean, I think that. he agrees with that and knows that. But I, look, the fourth down pick, it's not a big deal to me. Right, you went for it. It's fourth and five, second half. You're trying to get a, trying to make something happen. Sure. And it's really like, I know people laugh about it, make it a joke, blah blah blah. It was essentially a little pooch punt. Yeah, like 15 yards, whatever. They get the ball inside the 20. It was the sideline throw. I think it was to skates. Yes. I mean that was so. Was skates. I think it was. Oh, it might have been a rock. So underthrown, it was awful. Yeah. If you're gonna throw that, try to throw it to the outside shoulder. That way it's like in the receiver's benefit in that instance. But I mean he threw it short and inside. Yeah. Can I ask you all a question about that? Yeah. Not the not the pass to skates, but the fourth and five um interception. You hundred percent go for it. Yeah. Okay. Here being I was there, I was obviously there in the dome. Seeing it on TV, momentum wise, what did it feel like coming across the screen to y'all as you were watching it? When he threw the pick? Well, just in general, at that moment in the game, what did it feel like to you guys? I mean, I was sitting there screaming, go for it. Field goals aren't winning any. I don't think a field goal was ever an option. Right. So, to me, it was like you get this fourth down, the momentum's all on our side. Yeah. It already felt like it was You had it. the momentum, just a slight edge on momentum. Yeah. In the arena, I'll say this. It felt like the Tigers had all the momentum at that point. Oh, 100%. Because, I mean, I, I felt like we had we had kind of gotten a rhythm. Well, hadn't we just scored at that point? They had we? just scored because right before that, Missouri had it fourth and one. And we stopped them. Well, Drinkowitz tried to get cute with the ball instead of running it up the gut like he probably should have. He tried that little halfback pass yeah. Like yeah. screen out of the backfield and missed it. And I'll say this. On the sideline, when that play happened, I turned to a, a guy who was standing next to me who I, who covers the games as well, and I said, the Tigers just won this game. The the Memphis Tigers just won this game. Um, because I felt like Missouri had all the momentum at that point. And as soon as that happened, I was like, the momentum just told inside the arena. Oh, yeah. It felt like the momentum just completely shifted sure. on the on the the bench, on the silent, in the fan, the fan, the in the crowd, it yeah. felt like everything switched. So you you went from it was 24-10, we throw the pick down the sideline, right? Mizzou's got the ball back, they go down. Even if they kick a field goal, it's a three-score game. You stop them on fourth and one. We immediately go down in two and a half minutes and score a tutty to cut it 24-17. And then you in, immediately force a three and out. Yeah. And All the momentum. And, and you're driving. All the momentum and you're, on their side. You're starting the fourth quarter down a tutty, fourth and five. Like, I don't think there was any doubt about going for it there. Yeah. Where was it? Where was that at the point in the game? What, like, well, how many minutes a, were left? It was the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah, but it was, it was the, pretty early on. That fourth. fourth and five was the very first play of the fourth quarter. That to me felt like I'll just, I'll just be from my from my vantage point on the sideline. It felt like that call though gave. 
the Missouri Tigers all the momentum straight back because what did they do right after that? They went straight down and scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because the, they had a – not saying that field goals are going to win you the game. To me, it was a momentum game at that point. They had a chance to further close the gap with Missouri, and instead of taking the points, they went for it in an unnecessary place. Like, I, that's that's just what I felt like. It just didn't make sense to me. Well, for me, it I'm going for that 10 out of 10 times without a, without a question, right? You're right there. You were down. It only made sense to go for it. You have the momentum. I, if you got that fourth and five and you score a touchdown, you're winning the game. Well, I think the issue is the play call. And I, I don't – I'm not trying to get into the bashing of play calling because – that's just it's so hard to know exactly what the real play call right. was. What was called? Did Seth I, checked something? I, I remember seeing two guys running left, no one running right, and Seth was having to to oh, he was basically moving. scramble to yeah. his left. So he's having to throw against his body. You're gonna lose power. Seth isn't a guy who has a rifling like throw. Like he can't plant a foot and just rip one in there. If he could, then maybe you have a shot to make that throw. But moving against your body, trying to rip one in there is just so tough. So it was a bad throw from the get-go. But he was also kind of set up to fail. Like I mean, also at that point in time, like, everything was covered. I mean, he threw the ball. The play sure. had been going on for you, 12 seconds by that Yeah, point. you can like, only see. He's just trying to make something The happen. bottom two guys. And, and there was nothing really open. Yeah. And so it kind of is what it is. I didn't so, care about that I don't, one. I don't, I don't hate going for it there, Kenny, to answer your question. The second kicking the field goal to make it 27-20, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that one. Kick the field goal. TJ likes it. I mean, I kick the field goal. The problem is, and I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but the problem is you could have kicked the field goal a possession earlier without giving up the, the control of the ball and them going down and scoring because at that point you kicked the field goal. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're, y'all are talking about if they had kicked the field goal yeah. at yeah. 27-20. I got you. Yeah, I thought they should have kicked the field goal, personally. But I don't know, man. It just felt like it felt like the that game was a game of momentum swings, like yeah. a oh, lot. Yeah. And it just felt like the Tigers had every bit of the momentum going into the fourth quarter. And that interception, whether you want to blame it on Seth or play calls or whatever you want to blame it on, it felt like there was an opportunity to close the gap even more. And at that point, Luther Burden wasn't playing. At that point, their running back hadn't gone off like he was about to go off. Sure. And it just felt like that that play, to me, felt like it swung the momentum completely in the favor of Missouri. They were climbing uphill again <clears throat> instead of running downhill Uh-oh. like they had been. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to be honest, that fourth quarter for Schrader is – what sealed the deal, right? Oh, it was disgusting. Because that we, dude had struggled all game to effectively run the ball. And Missouri, as a whole, had struggled to run the ball against you. And I was like, damn, maybe our run defense is actually kind of good. No, not at all. They crumbled in the fourth. And I'm disgusting. Too- Nine yards here, 12 yards here, 40-yard touchdown. Yeah. 20, or 40-yard touchdown run. Whatever like, it was, yeah. I mean, you know that one. they're running the ball, and we couldn't literally couldn't it. do anything to – stop them at all it was disgusting and i don't want to think it's one of the situations where the d-line was tired like that probably is a part of it but you have so much death at the d-line like like what are we talking about like josh white easily could have come in like that's a very competent player someone who is is large enough to kind of fill the gap instead you're playing guys on their 
fiftieth snap of the game, and I don't know. For me personally, I the Schrader being able to just run at will in the fourth quarter was disheartening. It's gross. Yeah, it just it made me think that maybe the guys had kind of given up on defense, and I don't want to say that because not everyone. You could see there was still effort out there, basically. Yeah. But um, I think that killed it. Um, but looking back on it, I, I think Seth has to be better. I think play calling needs to be better. I think that at times. At times, sure. It, uh, it feels like. A lot of like, it is RPO, so it looks one way. It looks like we're just handing it well off that. left and right, left and right. But, but that's not really what it is. I feel like the last several weeks this has happened. We Navy, you march right down score right away, and then you kind of just go blah for like a quarter and a half. Sure. And then you score right at the end of the first half, and you go down and score right at the start of the second half. It's like, it's just the consistency. And they talked about it in the post game, Seth. Mm-hmm. I think Watson talked about it, but like the offense can't get into any sort of – like they, they go through these periods where they look great, they're moving the ball, they can put points up, and then they just like three and out or four plays, ten yards, and have to punt like – I don't know. There's there so, a large part of the second and third quarter where I didn't see Blake get the ball at all. Was he hurt? Like, did, did no? They, he they, got thirty no, touches. He, yeah, he he was all over the field. Well, no, there was a part. There was a there was a part of the oh, game. Yeah, I'm sure. Where I I looked up and I was like, why is Blake not out there? Like, because mm-hmm. I know Sutton was getting some run, but it had been a it had been a at least three or four drives during the time where. I, Blake was going off. He was the he was the offense for a while. Yeah, and then I, I mean, mean he he and Rock need to be the offense moving forward. Let's freaking clap it Disgusting. up for Rock. Finally, time we see Rock be that, Rock. I mean, a freaking all conference performance out of Rock on Saturday against an SEC defense. Mm. What? A great performance, but unfortunately, Rice has like three receivers that are unbelievable. Who so. cares? It's Seven gonna, catches, one forty-three, twenty-point-four yard average. That's great. I Even mean, we're he talking had that one big drop. We're talking. <laughs> that pissed me off, but it's TJ's okay. been talking about this one drop for like fifty. It, it was a perfect throw. We complain about Seth not making perfect throws. He made a perfect throw. A rock turns his head way too early. I get it. You catch that? That changes things. I get it. But down the sideline, he's taking screens. Yeah. For yards, yeah. I mean, he that rock, was kind of surprising. Rock to looks me. like. What we've hoped he would look like. Yeah, I, and I. He and Blake need to be your offense moving forward. I am going to disagree there, only because we have more weapons. Where's Who? Blake Cumsey? Where's Demir? I know he got he got eleven, 11 targets, targets, caught seven seven balls for thirty six yards. I think they need to do a better job of putting About him in. out Seth on that one overthrow <laughs> on the out route. It was pretty bad. He probably did cuss him out. Kenny would know. I don't know. It's more put him in more advantageous. Positions. positions yeah, why do we not run more crossing routes? I need it. I've been asking for it. I need it. I feel Shit. like Demir would thrive in a yes. five-yard cross across the middle. Get him the ball quick, a slant, anything. Get him the ball in his hands, move it downfield. And then Although, let him turn his my hips guy upfield. Likes to yeah. Yeah, turn his hips up. Go field. a little bit south and then maybe east or west before he gets up north. Draws me a little nuts there. I'm not going to lie. But he's a talent. Where's Towski? Where's Joe? Give me a situation where we have Rock, Towski, and skates all out there. It's a six two, six three. Shoot Kobe everybody. With that sick twenty one yard catch over the middle for a tutty the at touchdown. The end. Yeah. In traffic, cool. two dudes. It was a good catch. It probably shouldn't have made that throw, honestly. The only two dudes, I thought there were like three or four, but it was only two. He was sandwiched. 
Anyway, I for me, you have enough weapons. I, I hate that it feels like the offense has been handcuffed, honestly. I think that, and you and I were talking about this beforehand. Stop using the run to try to set yes. up the pass. It, it can be, you can you can flip that. You Throw can, the ball down the field yes. and it'll open the run up. Spread it, spread it, spread it. Open it up, spread the ball around. That will open up the box. Let Blake be Blake. Give him space. He's so nasty. He Out can't be tackled. Give catching. him space to run in, too. 18 carries, 47 yards running, only 2.6 average. But out of the backfield, nine catches, 83 yards. One tutty. That was a nasty tutty, too. Yeah. On like he, a third and four, I think it was. He like shoved the guy's arms away. And the then took a hit, bounced off, and still got in. By the way, speaking of taking a hit, Blake Watson leads the country in average yards after contact at 5.01 yards after contact. Impressive. Which is very impressive. I think that's why he came here, though, right? You you come what, to, to lead a school, the nation in yak. Yes, you come to a school that will feature you, and that has no, done a good job featured. of getting your running backs in front of national eyes. Yeah. Right? People know that Memphis put out a bevy of running backs. I mean, he got 30, 37, 40 percent of the touches load. Yeah. Would you do more than that? Would you give him more? Mm, See. No. I'm interested. I'm confused that it's even that high because Ryan has talked about several times not not loading a guy loading up. guys up. But with you got to remember, game. nine of that, Reception. nine of those were receptions out of the backfield. How many of those were planned receptions? Though? Well, the touchdown was half. He said it after the yeah. game. I I think that they do on purpose clear out space for him to get the ball out on the you know on the swing routes and right. stuff like that. I think that's great. It's so smart because once you get him in space, he's so dangerous. Yeah. So dangerous. You can't tackle him. And you give him an extra 10 yards after the after the contact. So what at, is it? At least five. Yeah. What do y'all see on TV when you when I know you guys on away games, you watch it on TV, but what is it about him that makes him so difficult to get down to the ground when he gets an open space like that? It's his effort, without question. He does not I mean, you saw what was it? Uh I'm going blank. What was the, the Navy game? game? The Navy game, yes. Someone comes up to it. He just breaks through. They came up to attack him. They square up, and he just yeah, does he this just little jump spin. He doesn't stop. I mean, he had one on a screen pass against Mizzou where he took it, got hit, and kind of even took, like, two steps backwards to kind of rebalance himself and yeah. then, like, went forward, like, his, fell forward again. His balance is Elite. different. It, yeah, it's different. I don't know if I we've think seen he took a guy ballet. a long time who I has I took ballet that. in high school. It was a class on elective. I think he might take. There were athletes in there. Elliot Williams, who went to St. George's a year above me, he was in ballet with me. We did it for basketball. You look at Blake maybe taking ballet. Is that a at, course at Memphis? I don't think so. Maybe. If you look at Memphis running backs of the past, like here recently, Patrick Taylor, more of a power back. Henderson, speed. Gainwell, speed. Also, just gives. I feel like speed, but then I think Blake is different. Why he just he feels. Built too for like contact and being able to bounce five nine two hundred like he's got like a spatial awareness to him he's got an a sixth sense if yeah. you will like he understands where he is at on the field and where the defenders are and he is like already calculating cat. his second move he always ends up on his feet yeah look he's built differently dude. <laughs> that's a great description he does you yeah. think about that one footed pirouette against navy that was sick I mean, that was man. a very cat a that, very feline to do that cats. Second nature. I got cats. They're not spinning around the house like that. Well, I've seen your cats. They're he's a big guy. Um, I'll tell you, 
we were raving about Blake being great. I can tell you who wasn't great, and that's the offensive line. I was not impressed. I wasn't. I just wasn't. And I don't know if it's the scheme. I don't know if it's the, the tackles specifically. I, I couldn't point it out. What was it? Seven tackles for loss, five hurries. Like they, they have good, good pass rush, without a doubt. Arguably the second best or first best that we will face all year outside of Tulane. However you want to rank that. But I think this was a good test to let you know what you have to look forward to. I mean, if you if your goal is to win the conference, you've got to be able to block those guys. You've got to be able to win those matchups, the one-on-one matchups on the outside. And they, uh, we just talked about how many sacks? Three. Three sacks, five hurries, seven tackles for lost. doesn't sound like they're winning those matchups. I mean, it's definitely a concern. It's been a concern for four years. I don't know if it's the scheme, if it's the zone blocking specifically. It feels like once they move in unison, they're just basically I will tell you, we creating do, a wall. We do no have running back can get beyond it. We do have one good lineman. We do. DC. DC 5-6. Davion Carter. Yeah. The only, the he's as an offensive lineman, he's played the most snaps in the nation without being penalized or giving up a sack or pressure tackle for a loss. If we sign me up for five Davion Carters on our <laughs> offensive line, we'd have the. Are they cloning people yet? Davion's probably six foot. That'd probably be the shortest offensive line consistently. He's he's listed at six two. Is he? Let me look. He may be taller. I don't know. He's taller than me. I mean, I've never stood right by him. I don't know, and it's not like the offensive line. Six the players, six foot flat. Yeah, the players themselves are not bad. I don't think they're bad. I just think maybe it's the blocking scheme, or they're getting put in positions where they're having to make multiple decisions at once, essentially. And I think that's the simplify problem. it. I would simplify it. Yes, I would look for more power running schemes. I would look for more hat on hat type of blocking schemes because when that when they come up to the line. Hey, I've got this guy. Hey, I'm gonna I'm going to the next level. Like it, it needs to be simplified because when that zone blocking, basically they're just blocking a gap. But the moment they start stepping away from that gap, well, that gap is now someone else's gap, technically. And so it gets into the situation where they're just moving sideways and they've created a wall and nobody can get beyond them. Yeah. And you it's a run for two yards every time. Yeah. I will so your concern coming out is the offensive line. I we talked about it the first couple of weeks. I do not feel good about our secondary. What's is it just Luther Burden? Is that your reason? I mean, it wasn't just Luther Burden. I mean, they had guys wide open all night. They had one guy who had one catch for 70 yards, and that was it. Outside of Luther. No. Theo Weiss or whatever his name is had an easy touchdown catch. I mean, Luther, sure. I think you chalked that one up for it is what it is. We talked about it earlier. Um I'm going to jump back over to it real quickly. It was 176 177 yards with 129 yards after catch. So he caught 10 passes for 48 yards. Come on, man. <laughs> you just make a tackle and it's a difference maker. And a lot of it came on that one crossing route. Speaking of crossing routes again, see how effective they are. Kind of. He took that ball and went, what, 56 yards? Isn't that what it was? It's disgusting. So in the first quarter, he had a catch for 
14, 7, and 2 yards, I think it was. So that is, what, 23 yards? Is that right, math? 22 yards? It was the second quarter. He had a 28, a 20, a 15, and a 34. That's 97 yards. My math probably isn't math, and this is rough looking at it. Uh, third quarter, a three-yard catch, a one-yard catch, and a 54-yard catch. Just make a damn tackle. Just make a tackle on the guy. Well, you can't tackle anybody when there's nobody around you. Uh, that, that was that one play. Yeah. That was one play. He is incredible after the catch. Like, that is an NFL wide receiver 10 out of 10 times. Luther Burton is going to make a lot of money playing yeah, wide he, receiver. He is You guys aren't talking talented. out of this. I, I think our defense sucks. No. You're I, crazy. I don't think it sucks. I think that is. We knew they were running the ball the entire fourth quarter, and they just shoved it down our throats. They did. I think they big boyed us. I'll Brady Cook's a joke, and he just threw for three. He's not a joke. He's not 50. a joke. He's good. <sighs> he has not thrown an interception all year. That You know how many SEC quarterbacks that start do that? None of them. Just him. He's the only one. Against Kansas State, a very good defense. Like, I understand they? they haven't played just everybody great, but, like, it's hard to not throw interceptions sometimes. Clearly. This guy. Sorry. What does Seth have, five? <laughs> yeah, that was... We got to talk about that, too, but we got to do. All right, Teach, final thoughts on the Missouri game? I think the defense is good. I know Trey's going to disagree. I, I think they had a, a – I think they had a big ask against him to cover Luther Burden, honestly. I, I just think he's good. I didn't think he would get 177. I was thinking maybe like a 110 kind of thing. Well, yeah, that's what he's been averaging. Yeah, I think that was that was more about right. Um I mean, he put it put up his most yards in a game all year in three quarters on us. Yeah, there was no one on that one route, and that's the one thing you're going to hold on to forever and ever and ever. Saying, I think they did fine. They did fine. It was it was okay. You held your ground against an SEC team, one that looks to be pretty damn decent. I would say is this isn't the, you, the yesteryear's bottom feeding Mizzou team. I think they are beating out expectations. Mm. They just beat Kansas State. Do you think Kansas State's trash? I mean, I don't know. Was it a fluke watched, game? Like what? I haven't watched a whole lot of Kansas State, but South, Dak- South Dakota didn't struggle with Luther like we did. Eh. Nitpicking, Trey. You're nitpicking. MTSU didn't struggle like we did. Nitpicking, dude. He leads the nation in yards after catch or something after. I don't remember the stat. It's yeah, because he just had 170 yards after catch. It was before us, you clown. <laughs> This freaking guy over here. Uh, the popular opinion on Twitter after the game on uh, Saturday seems to be everybody thinking that we're going to win out and go 11-1 and based off that result. 11-1 seems a bit happy. I'm going to definitely not say 11-1. But I do think there's a good chance like that we can do well. I think they win nine games. We, ha- we played quite, sh- to be frank, shitty on offense, and we were I, still a touchdown away from an SEC team. I th- Yeah. On the road. On the road. I, I think you're doing fine. I think that Tulane is still your test. I I look at SMU. They still don't scare me. They they are SMU through and through every year. It doesn't matter who the coach is. Apparently, Rice scares you. They got three Rice amazing is, well, wide dude, receivers. We don't have good. to play Rice. We don't play them. They just got like, stomped by South Florida. <laughs> That's fine. I think South Florida's good. We've talked about this, too. Hmm. Look, who who is beating you? Tulane? That's all you play is Tulane and SMU. You just can't shoot. I wouldn't be surprised if we lose the next two. Effort. Dang, he is down bad right now. God, I'm no. not down bad. I just 
Do you think Boise State's better than us? At home? We lose it? No, but how many teams have we lost to that are not better than us in the last four years? Sure. Several. But this team's different. Are they? They finish. They didn't finish the other night. They finish at home. Okay. That's so the far. Stat. We're not freaking losing to Boise State at home, Trey. I don't think we are either. You just said we could. I just we said would. I wouldn't be surprised if we did. We're not losing to Tulane at home. We haven't done it since 98. Okay. Give me a new co-host. This guy's out of his mind. He's out of his <laughs> mind. I'm just telling you, 11 and 1 feels a little it ambitious. It does. It does. I I stick to my I think I was Look, we could come back in next if we come out, we win 34 to 17 on Saturday. I will be all in like 11 yeah. and 1. I think it was uh, <laughs> nine what? and three. So a seven point loss on the road to an SEC team makes you. I'm just, just saying there were a lot of things I saw bet on the season. There were a lot of things on Saturday <laughs> I saw that disgusted me. Sure, that's perfectly fine. I again, one I've, thing that I did like though is Missouri was zero of eight on third downs, and they were forty percent on the year coming into that. Yeah, bad bad defenses don't do that. Well, we also only held them to eight third downs. That's fine. Oh, how many p- possessions did they have? How many? F- I mean, I don't know, but we had like 18 third downs. Well, we talked about the Ooh. offense being shitty already. Shitty at times. That's true. List Cramsey, I know you're out there and you're watching, brother. Look, I just need Saturday to be here. I need, Air another, it out. I need another game. I, I think I do. I, that's a good point. I think we just need to. I will say, I did not. Refresh. Years past, a loss would have absolutely ruin and maybe this is bad maybe this is a bad sign maybe this is a sign of apathy but i wasn't upset saturday i mean i wasn't taking any moral victories but i was not like pissed off i felt okay about a 34 27 loss to missouri yeah I i still expect us just because of what we've experienced to what we beat boise and tulane and then lose at charlotte yeah, probably. I think that I was okay losing that, but I definitely thought they could win. Oh, I think without oh, question, it was winnable. And I think we without made question they could have won. a lot of plays that kept us from winning. Sure, I don't. There were definitely times when Missouri felt like the better team. The fourth quarter, when they're just running it down on a throw, but you still had opportunities to win the game, and you yeah. were still in the game. I think the interceptions, penalties. That stalled drives. I mean, early on, there were at least two in the first half where we got to midfield or across midfield, and we had penalties that ended up stalling the drive. We had to punt. Um, it felt like a very winnable game. Sure. I don't feel like you got out there and at the start, 76-yard right off, set third play from scrimmage for them. Years past, you probably get blown out. Yeah. It felt like to me the game, the thing that frustrated me about it was that it felt like most of it was – self-inflicted wounds like self-inflicted Better stuff doubt. i mean that, I, yeah and that's the approach that's what i've thought and then i go back and i think and i'm like well they just crammed it down our throat in the fourth quarter running the ball when we knew they were going to run the ball that's not really self-inflicted that's literally them lining up and us not being able to stop them but we had stopped them all game so like what changed in the fourth quarter we're tired i guess we rotate 17 defensive linemen who was tired i don't get it i can't then i don't know what to tell a, you i can't accept that as an excuse Okay, then what was it? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, all they do is talk about how 
deep the defensive line is, and we, and we agree, right? If Jalen isn't out there, it's going to be Fox. You've got White. You've got Trench Baby. You've got Whitlow. You've got Cormonte Hamilton. You've got Ellison. You've got Spears. Spears. Like, we we can talk about Jara Jar Anderson. Like, we can name dudes left and right. But when it gets down to it, like, where are they at? You know what lost us, cost us the game? What what? What cost us the game in the end? Um, not be able to stop the run in the fourth quarter. No, it's like. the SEC officials made us use a T yeah, on the onside what kick. What was that? Which was absolutely bogus. I think they've come out and apologized since then. I think I saw someone on Twitter. Do you think them telling us we had to use a T is what resulted in our onside team not even going for the ball? No. That was weird. <laughs> no, but it was the weirdest, was onside, the kick weirdest ever onside kick ever. They just kicked it and just watched it. It's because they weren't it. They were like, we really don't have to use a T. What's it like? This is a practice run. They're just seeing if he can kick it with a T if we're going to line up and redo this. Where's the accountability on the refs? I don't know. Aspect? That was disgusting. Also, would you have kicked it deep there with three timeouts? I don't think you – I remember you texting They had that. They had nobody back. Nobody back, but you had no one fast enough to make up for that type of How advantage. high can you kick a football off of a T? Because I'd have oh, just pooched that high. bitch way in the air and then been like, Demir, go catch this out of here. But all they got to do is get someone relatively close to call a fair catch. Well, that, I mean, that's a foot race. At that point, they had everybody up on the line. Can you, if this is a serious question. And you're having to turn around. Demir's got a head start. Might not have been a bad plan. I don't know. I I remember you saying that. There's no way anyone on our team is going to make up a 10 I mean, I don't think so there, either. We don't have, well. They had their hands team out, so they've got fast dudes out there. Luther came out for that. Yeah, Luther's the one that recovered, I believe. He was hurt. No, he no, came he out and recovered that ball. Yeah, but he was still hurt. Maybe. He's at 100%. He played in the fourth quarter. He can't be 100% that Demir is beating a hurt Luther in a foot race. Probably. I just don't know if he was actually hurt. He looked like he just caught a cramp. That's hurt. What are we talking about? Get over this game, dude. We lost it. We're moving on. We um, learned from it. Last thing I'll say, shout out to freaking Gillis for... Dude, yeah, shout out for Tanner Gillis, dude. Stepping in and looking like a kicker, you kicker. Yeah, I... That ball came out kind of low. I'm not I don't lie, care. But it was the first boot. one was a boot. Okay. Yeah. That would have been good from 50. Was that not the weirdest tweet ever? I don't want to even. It's disgusting. How do both of your scholarship kickers all the. I, the first tweet I saw didn't say anything about injury. So I was like, ah, it is the stomach bug. The Willis household has it. He was hanging out. <laughs> That's right. With Seth and Tristan. Yeah, we all went to Firehouse. They're, they must have been roommates in St. Louis. They got boo-boo bottom, and they can't play. And then somebody said they were injured, and I'm like, okay, what the hell's going on? Did they get hurt at Top Golf, trying to outdrive each other? What's I don't – and they're still day-to-day. There's no – we have no idea if they're playing Saturday or not. I have no clue how your kicker gets hurt. Not not one Not just one, both. both. Yeah, both. But in the same week. Something's fishy He said that on. he knew that they were hurt, but, like – they were kind of day-to-day, so I didn't want to, like, say anything about it. But it was weird that it came out right before the game. But I guess not. I mean, were they time. riding somewhere together and were in a minor car accident? What's Tandem bikes? Yeah, I don't know. on a tandem bike and fell over? I don't know. That's a great know. question. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to preview Boise State. We got Fade TJ and Thunder Picks, and we'll review this uh, Hotter, Hotter than Hells. Hell. We'll be right back. Hotter than Hells. Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit 
using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city. And can we give a round of applause? It's a special yeah. edition for episode of Let's All for the Boys. The Bluff. There it is. That's there's the some, one. There's some fake applause in there. Um, yes. Hey, thank you to the studio audience. Appreciate <laughs> yeah. you. We've officially made it. It is Gabe Coon wedding week. That's yes. where we have to start. Saturday night. That was week. <laughs> thank you. That was right, week. Right. Uh, Saturday night it is going down. Do you have any? Oh. In the crowd. You want an all? I want an all. Oh, like that. I thought you were like a aww. like a bad all. But okay, yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's a married man. Why'd he play that sound? Yeah. Hey, what's that about? Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Coon. Every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Some things are bigger than W's and L's. Bigger than wins and losses. Bigger than the sport and winning all those type of things. I personally, and let's, you know, we talk about real stuff here. This is not just your typical sports show. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna separate sports and politics. There are certain things to me that I personally get excited about. As a black man, I am excited that a Deion Sanders is coming in and changing that system. But it's not about the wins and losses this season with, with Deion Sanders. If you can't see what that man is about to do in college football, destroying so many years and years and decades of being of, of status quo, things being the way they are, and stepping into a whole nother thing. He's about to break, he's about to break college football. And I, I hate to make a whole nother spill about this and take it off of the of the field. But that's why I'm super excited about Deion Sanders. I ordered my Colorado hoodie today. It'll be in the mail in a couple of days. Tune in to the Anthony Sane Show Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. TJ, we got a big one this week. Is it big? I don't know. Two yeah. And, two and two Broncos at a Boise. Is it spider big? The, I think it. We learned over the break that spiders have penises. <laughs> it's true. We're doing a little uh, biology lesson. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be big. Shout However, out to Sadie Butter. I think we have learned <laughs> that um, Boise is not the Boise of yesteryear, right? They I don't were think the they've original. even won. G5 Kings. I don't think they've won the conference in the past five years. I don't know that off the top of my head, but I Wyoming looks better. San Diego State looks better. I Fresno can, State. Fresno State. I mean, Fresno I State is currently the uh, popular G5 New Year's Six pick. Yeah, I could name a couple of teams that look better. And so, like, it's the, the idea was you needed to win that. So, once you win your conference, you had the leg up on the Mountain West winner. It doesn't seem like that's going to be Boise. It just doesn't. Yeah. Are, so. Do we still are we still still hold true to the idea that the AAC winner is going to be the New Year's Six Bowl representative? 
I think so. Well, the, the problem is I don't think a lot of the other conferences are playing anyone. I mean, it could vary. If Fresno State truly, I think they have two power five wins already. Yeah, they beat Purdue and Arizona State. If Does Arizona State count? Yeah, that's there's an asterisk on that. But we didn't, they looked pretty decent against UCS. Yeah. USC this USC, yeah, I think USC's defense is absolute Sadie Butter. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they've got two power five wins. I think if Fresno State goes undefeated, <laughs> they very well could get it. I do think it. it I think that the American just gets a bigger nod in terms. Has a bigger nod. What is happening? I'm just saying, like I, I do too. I mean, I if you have a one loss American team, I think they get the nod. I mean, if it was us and our only loss was Mizzou, I think it would be us. Yeah, I think it's perfectly fine. So, I don't know. Air Force is also undefeated. Just throwing that out there. There's no way they would put Air Force. In a New Year's Six Bowl. No way. I mean, they're undefeated, and they've beaten Bob Morris, <laughs> Sam Houston, who's playing their first FBS year, <laughs> Utah State, and San Jose State. All that, all that matters is they win their conference. There's no way. I don't think they're going to continue. On viewership alone, the Fiesta Bowl will not pick. Uh, I don't know. I really have no clue. I do think whoever wins the American has the best chance at, at making that. And then, of course, that can change. That's with like, the assumption that the American is a one-loss team. Yes. We, all American teams have at least one loss. Yeah. I mean, if you've got an undefeated Fresno with a two-loss American champion, then it's probably going to be Fresno. That makes sense. I'm with that. Uh, all right. Anyway, big one in the sim on Saturday, 3 p.m. ESPN2. Uh, your TIGs are, I think, think it's a three and a half point got to two and a half uh let's look at the DraftKings. it is currently three and a half okay three and a half point favorite even though brent mcmurphy tweeted it incorrectly and tried to say boise was the favorite disgusting uh seems like a rather small line doesn't it three it does. and a half i will say i said three so i did pick that uh tj myself and our buddy charlie we do this before the lines come out every week. Try to guess. I said it was going to be about three and a half. It was. They both said seven, seven and a half. I just, I just know Vegas is what it boils down to. Mm. Three and a half feel here. I knew that that's what they were going to put it at, but stay tuned later and we'll discuss it more. Yeah, I, uh, I think I actually said seven and a half, but yeah, I it, think Charlie said seven. You said seven and a half. I, I think that line will move. But it's just it's already it moved down and now it's back up. It did get all the way down to two and a half or really? two. Yeah, I mean, right when it came out, um, it moved pretty uh, pretty quickly. Um, all right, what is boy? What are you scared of with Boise? Ashton Genty. I mean, I think that's the only yeah. thing. You I can mean, they are of. a uh, a pretty one dimensional ball club. Yeah, to be quite honest, um, Genty's. Look, based on the fourth quarter, I don't feel great about it. Yeah. I mean, not not just with Genty, but uh with the QB. They're Tatum both green. Yeah. Green's very capable of running. He's not a great passer. I mean, he sits at like a fifty percent completion rate. 
throw every throws for like six and a half yards. I mean, he's not airing it out. He's a bigger guy. Yeah. But he's very capable of running. I think in the last two years, he's got 24 runs for 10 plus yards, which is, that's a lot of runs for a QB. Yeah. Um, but looking at it offensively, they've struggled in the air. I mean, his uh, Green's passing grade from PFF is 56.8 this season. Again, only averaging six and a half yards per attempt. Um, and I don't know what Action Network is saying, but through four weeks, they have our secondary listed as the best in the country. I think that's because we played Bethune, Arkansas State, and Navy. I'm surprised that didn't bump us from the first place after what Cook and uh, Burden just did to us on Saturday. Yeah. But we rank first in passing success rate allowed. Passing explosiveness, which is hard to believe after a 76-yard tutty and then what Luther was able to do. Uh, and then uh, passes allowed. So they also have Memphis rated as a top 50 rushing success rate defense. So while Genty can uh, pound the rock and Green can run it, it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do, Boise State, on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and I, I've – Watch some of the Boise game and Taylor Green. I don't think is good. I he think they're better with the Hank Bachmeyer back there, but I think he got hurt. I don't even know if he's actually there anymore now. But Green started there last year as well. Um, he looks the part. You know, he's six five, six six, two twenty. Who did you uh, compare him to earlier? Oh, Grant Gunnell. Yeah, very similar in terms of build. If you look at him, they're they're big guys, and he is just not a great passer he's just not like yeah i mean it looks like you know you and myself are back there at quarterback trying to throw the ball speak for yourself and uh i do think that ashton genty is good as much praise as we've given blake watson he is as much blake watson as blake watson is blake watson they are on the same level you lost me because you just said blake watson no less than six times <laughs> in the same senate so I don't i he is a, a very explosive runner he will catch it out of the backfield. They will move him around to get him yeah, the he's, ball. He is all over the place, and he is very good. I yeah. think he is a former four-star. So, I mean, he, he comes heralded, I think, out of Texas, maybe. Yeah. Does that sound right? Um, no, he's good. He's he's good, and he's definitely someone they're going to have to watch for. Yeah, he's uh, he's got 407 rushing yards, I think six tutties with a long of 58, averaging 5.6 yards a carry. He is also their second, to your point, out of the backfield, a lot like Blake Watson, their second leading receiver. Yeah. Both in receptions at 18, right behind Eric McAllister, their uh, bigger-bodied wide receiver. He's got 20 for 328 and three touchdowns. But Gentry's got 18 receptions, 285, so a 15.8 yard average mm -hmm. and two touchdowns receiving. I mean, it's kind of a do it all guy for him. Yeah, he and he is very much so. Again, Blake Watson, like he is, you kind of just watch him, and that's where the ball is going to be ninety yeah. percent of the time. It feels yeah. like. So I think he just put up two hundred yards against San Diego State. I think it was two hundred yards. Very explosive runner. I mean, he's he's definitely the one you're going to have to watch. I'm not worried. I say I'm not worried about the quarterback. Green can run, as we've talked on it. It, it feels very similar to. Um, ECU uh, of years past with um, what's his name? Ayers. Holt Nailers. Nailers. Uh, not a runner necessarily, but 
on third down can always find a way to pick up the 10 yards needed. Green's just, a little more uh, athletic than... Yes, Holden. Green is definitely more athletic than Ehlers, I think. He's not Tim Tebow light. He is just uh, very long, and I think that he is interesting enough. I think yeah. he can make the difference. So offensively, watching out for uh, Ashton Genty, the sophomore out of Jacksonville, Florida, 5'9", 200, from very similar to Blake Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously what uh, what Green will be able to do sort of in the uh, the run yeah. game for them. Um, defensively, TJ, they are bad. Very bad. Bad. Very bad. I watched a little bit of the San Diego State game on Friday, and it was very reminiscent of the first half. Uh, the Tigers, they are a poor tackling squad. Um, their defense this year, they're averaging, they're giving up eight yards of play, which ranks 132 out of 133 FBS Dang. teams. Now, part of that is because they've faced two top five offenses in college football in Washington, uh, who's number one. Yeah. And uh, UCF. UCF, who's number four. Uh, but that is not good. 132 out of 133. No. They have not done a very good job of stopping the run, uh, but they've been even worse at stopping the pass. They're allowing 11.6 yards uh, through the air, which is 101st in the passing defense. Um, so this this is a game that Seth could get back on track through the air. They also don't do a very good job of getting the quarterback. They've been one of the worst teams in the country. 119th out of 133 in their pass rush grade, and then 116th in sack percentage. So they are not getting to the quarterback very often. It feels like we're playing a pretty version of Arkansas State, based off the stats that you're giving me, because I think Arkansas State is probably like tit for tat on all of those in terms pretty, of... They are a better ball club than Arkansas State. This I said, the pretty version of For them, sure. Like, you know, they have um, names. They have more talent. Um, I would say their offense is better just because of Genty alone. But yeah, so they're FPI-wise, they are, I want to say, 65th, I think. They're kind of the reverse of us, to be honest. What do you mean there? They're, they're 64th in FPI. Their efficiency-wise, offense is decent. Mm-hmm. Um, at 45th, defense 92nd. We're about to flip of that. Yeah. Defense, we're 40th. Offense, we're 80th, I think. Efficiency. You know, we've talked about it. So it's going to be a matchup of uh, a decent offense and a poor defense. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not poor. But... Well, yeah, their, def- their defense is poor. Our offense is not great. Yeah. And our defense is decent and their offense is decent. Which pisses me off. And we've talked about it all episode because you, there's no reason for the offense to be bad. There's just no reason for it. You have all of the weapons. I mean, I don't know that they're bad. You just told me they were ranked 90th in the nation out that's, of 130. That's efficiency-wise. That's bad. They're just not efficient. That's bad. It's because they have moments where they stall. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's annoying. I mean, you're averaging 37 points a game. You're putting up... Yardage wise, three fifty, four thirty seven. Okay. More than I thought. Boise State's given up four fifty and thirty points a game. I mean, I think you'll be able to find success offensively. They should, and I think that they should literally. And it's it's so annoying that I'm saying this because I've said it 
every episode for the past like six years, I feel like. I know that's a bit of an exaggeration, but air it out. Literally air it out. Let the pass open the run. Get Seth in a rhythm, even if it's throwing to Watson out of the backfield. Yes. You've got to give him quick reads and let rock be rock it. and go up and get the ball. Yes. Try to simplify it for him. And give and me a give me a Demir over the middle. Yeah. Why was give it? me a skates bomb? Yeah, I, down it, the middle of the field. Honestly, at one point, I would be so curious if they ran four wide receivers and had skates at one slot, Demir at the other, and just ran them both, just run fly straight down the field. Give me a Kobe Drake, Tutty right over the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean in traffic. Look, I open I, it up Saturday, air that baby out. I've said it fifty times. I hate the long developing routes it takes so long because that's what seth gets back there he's just watching one guy watching well, then I, guy. and i think he starts thinking and he, he just overthinks takes, it. yeah i would agree with that he if it's not there just a, a second a two seconds too long sometimes to make the decision sure the guy's open he throws it a second and a half too late and it ends up being an incompletion or a pick yeah and i hate that it seems like we're just sitting there piling on seth and that everyone's piling on seth but as the quarterback that kind of is how that that's, works like you you catch as much heat as the, the name of the coach game does 90% of the time. You're the only guy that touches the ball every play. Well, Jacob likes touches it a lot. Okay. Touche. Um, <sighs> I do think the Tigers win. I don't think it will be like the Arkansas State 37-3 to kind of blowout because I compared them to Arkansas State earlier. I do think it will be a closer game because I think Boise's running back is really good, and I think their quarterback can extend plays. I think they're more competent on offense than Arkansas State for uh, sure. Absolutely. So I, I'm interested to see how it works out. I'm curious if they're going to change up defense a little bit, maybe have someone at the star position, maybe not necessarily spy green, but maybe watch Genty specifically and just man up on him. Like I, I'd be very curious if they would do that because you know that they're going to go to him. He's going to get a majority of the touches on offense. Yeah. Seems kind of easy to stop somebody when you know exactly what they're going to do. Touch the ball 30% of the time. Yeah. Um, what do you think the crowd's going to be like? I think a lot of people are okay. Again, not okay with the loss to Missouri. It's obviously like, not going to be what it could have been had you just beat sure. Missouri on the road. Yeah. I think that do you people think are they eclipse that. 30K? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They'll be uh, over 30K. Not by much. I'd say probably 33. I don't know if I'm there. Really? I think I still feel like there's a lot of people who are just totally out. That is probably true, but you also It is have, kids' day, though. You have the kids' day. Bring You're the still young racking out. up all the free tickets from the $60 ticket at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So I, I do think it'll probably be 30K. It's also fun because it's a, a new opponent, yeah. right? I don't think we've ever played Boise State. No, this is the, this is the, uh, the, first, the first time we've played um it's just more fun when it's a new opponent like that like boise's fun because we all grew up I think watching you, i think Jared you can Zabransky get and, and I think ian you, johnson i'm talking myself into it the more you're talking about it i think you can get a decent uh decent crowd it's three o'clock on a saturday there's not really any like great games i guess locally lsu and ole miss play but it's not till five you can get out to liberty bowl catch the second half of the ole miss game after that yeah um i mean there's nothing really great on yeah. get a decent crowd it should be a decent crowd but that's still got the win win with us promo going you got a ticket if you bought one of those early mm -hmm. um it's kids day like we said 
hopefully the it won't be terribly hot. It'll be a nice day for football out there in the bowl. Hotter than hell's, dude. We talked about it. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm with you. I think we get 30K plus. It should be. Kenny, you, you on team 30K? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I have a tough time. I would have told you that the uh, Navy game was way more than what it was in terms of I see I felt that way too and sit it's hard for TJ and I because we sit on the away side and we sit low so when you look up the seats look more full than they are mm-hmm. and then somebody from the other side sends me a picture and I'm okay yeah it's not nearly as full over here as I thought that it was but I definitely thought there were at least the same amount or more at the Navy game than the Bethune game but yeah I would say I, I think 30k wouldn't be surprising if they beat Boise I think you're looking at, and I know it's a Friday game, but I think you're looking at 35-40 against Tulane. I can see that. I, I definitely see that because that's pretty much, to a lot of people, that's the That's conference. the game. Yeah, yeah, like that's the that's conference the championship. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I know you still have to beat SMU, and you still have to beat technically North Texas. I mean, there's more to it than that, but, like, that feels like the game. Yeah, yeah it does. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. I think we, uh, I think we get over 30. All right, give me uh, – Give me your score prediction. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's a good Line question. three and a half. Let me look at uh, Let me look at the FPI. I think it's like a 65% chance to win. And I'll tell you what makes this so difficult is like apparently all of our kickers have broken legs all at once or whatever the situation is. Hey, Gillis is in there. Yeah, 65-35 in favor Gillis of the is there. Ticks. I understand. And I appreciate Tanner for everything he's done. But like – you could tell that they're not super confident putting him out. It was the same thing with Joe Doyle, right? This isn't anything specific to Tan. Uh, he's better than Gillis's Joe Doyle. kicks look yeah. much. They definitely look much better. More it seems like he's kicked a field, field goal, goal kicker than Joe yeah. Doyle's. Not to hate on Joe Doyle. But my point is the Doyle rules. They but were when changing you're kicking their field game goals plan. and the ball's actually going end over end, it looks legit. <laughs> they yeah. were changing their game plan because they didn't have Morgan or yeah. even Vandenberg there. But I don't. I, I don't, think that I don't plays like into they, them not kicking that field goal. Do you? I do. No. I don't think so. I don't think they really changed it. I don't know. Definitely not like they had to for Joe. Ryan said it after area. the game that that didn't have anything to do with it. I'm just saying. I, don't, I believe it. I don't. I think if they had changed their game plan, they wouldn't have tried the first one at 43. You're sending a guy out there who's never kicked a college kick from 43. If you don't feel confident, just in that, he's they got. I don't know. I don't know. It maybe after he drilled that one, I'd have been like, "All right, you can do this." As yeah, well. I don't, maybe it didn't. It just felt like you had the points there. I'm not going back to Mizzou, sorry, uh, but it does change my score prediction. I think because I have no. I clue mean, you got to factor it in out there. You normally do, yeah, for sure. I just don't know if they will. You know, this has a feeling of a game that could get weird. I'm gonna say 38-27 Memphis. Yeah. It's hitting the over. Over or under 60. Mm. Um, I like the Tigs on Saturday. I kind of notate that somewhere. I always forget my score. Boise just doesn't I'll have. send you a text. Okay, I, I think this it. is a game that the offense really gets rolling, clicking. It's a good Seth game. He's going to throw for 350 and four tutties. Blake Watson's going to have 100 yards rushing. We need that. I'm 30, tired of hearing the booing from the Memphis mm, fans. 38. We're averaging right at 37. TJ's right on our average. I'm going to say 35 
I don't want to. I was going to say twenty four, but that's an eleven point game, just like you said. If it feels right, it feels right. I'll say thirty five twenty seven. Listen to your heart. Thirty five twenty seven. Yeah, we have by eight. Listen to your heart. Right, you just gotta listen to your heart. Um, all right, Timothy. Anything else to look forward to, uh, Boise State wise? Air it out. Like I, I don't, I don't want to keep saying the same thing. I'm so tired. How many passing attempts do you want Seth to have? Uh, how many do you have against Mizzou? Forty-one, 41 right? Forty. Forty-one yeah. sounds right. Do you want him having forty-one? I'm okay with forty-one. They get a lot of well, forty-one. Seems like a lot. It does. He had but forty-seven. They also, forty-seven. But they also had what, twenty rushing, like more than twenty. See, this also attempts. this is a problem. You get up ten points, and they're going to start trying to run the ball, drain a little clock. That's fine. Hashtag I think win with class. You can also turn some short passing game into modified runs, which is essentially what they're doing with Blake. Right? We see these little arrow screens basically right off the end, and it turns into a seven yard play well it's technically just like a modified run right that's fine yeah i think that's kind of what they do so i don't get too upset about like running it or passing to a running back necessarily it's kind of all one and the same yeah so um how many touches you want uh blake to have 173 that that's egregious that's like toby gerhardt's if we got 173 plays off Mm. and blake touched it every play that would be wild that would be essentially twice. How many the overtimes would that be? Yeah. Well, your your score I think would change to forty two to three Tigers, if that was the case. If we had one hundred and seventy three plays, I would probably say that we scored seventy. Yeah, hopefully more seven. than forty <laughs> points. Um, I think Blake. If you're talking about true runs, I'm just saying touching in general, out of the backfield, oh, okay. catching uh, twenty five. Yeah, I think if you hover in that twenty five thirty, I think yeah, I want him taking like. Catching seven to eight passes. Any yeah. more seems egregious. Like the nine, I think the last time was kind of crazy. But um, catching seven or eight, but nine is well. I wild. think nine starts getting to another level. That's like your that's your upper echelon for Tennessee. Your it's one more. I understand, but that's pushing <laughs> the echelon. At some point, it teaches over here acting like seven or eight, and the dude had fifteen catches. <laughs> You're pushing that. Rock Taylor is fine. Had just, how many just targets? Say you don't want him to have Demir digit. had how many targets? Eleven. 11, so 9 and 11. You're talking about your running back is being targeted almost as much as well, your wide receivers. that's fine. I don't it like worked. that. I don't like that. Nine targets, nine catches. That's 100%. I don't like it. Um, all right, final thoughts. Get out to the freaking sim Saturday. That'd be nice. Pack it. Make it 35. Get weird. Let's get weird. Get weird. They have a cool color blue. We have a cool color blue. The stadium should look good, right? Our field is looks nicer than theirs. It does. I've never been a fan of the Smurf turf, but nope. I don't hate it. I'm not gonna lie. It's way, way better than Eastern Washington's mm, red turf. Yeah. That was awful. The blood turf. And then there's that high school field in the black one yeah. in New York. I kind of get down with Could that. Could you imagine practicing in the summertime but, on that? Well, so I think the supposedly they actually Yeah. Somebody went out there and did like a field thermometer test and it wasn't really any different than a normal field. Yeah. Like they went out mid July and it was 88 degrees. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, like how hot is it in whatever city, New York, compared to... Who is it? Is it Central Arkansas that's got a purple turf? Or is uh, it like gray with purple? Don't y'all think that's kind of doing a bit too much? I do. I don't, I don't is, like the colored um, turf. 
I'm be honest with you, I'm not even really a turf guy myself. Eastern I prefer Michigan. the I prefer yeah, the uh well then I think it is central Arkansas that has a purple field. I prefer natural gra- grass, Timothy or uh Kenneth. Really? I love the look of a natural grass field. Mm-hmm. It's also safer. Whatever. I don't care. I have no preference. I'm not playing on it. Um, all right. Let's jump into this hotter than hells. Good, oh, we forgot. Oh, Fade TJ Thunderpicks. Oh, my God. How you going to drop that? Juice. Uh, we're changing it to ride. Yeah. TJ, yeah, it needs to be. We're because we are right both now. currently four and one now through five weeks of uh, betting picks here on Tigers Untapped. Last week, TJ had JMU minus five and a half at Utah State. Dukes. Looked, looked very, very easy. What are you going to th- do? A half because they were up thirty-one to seven, and then let uh, let Utah State back in, and I think only won forty-five thirty-eight. Maybe is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. Took they covered them. We're good. We're good. Uh, and then the closest of closest for me with South Carolina winning by seven, uh, took the minus six and a half. So got you guys covered by a half a point. That's all that matters. A win's a win. A win's a win. A cover's a cover. Uh. What's our ride TJ pick this week since you're so dominant at uh, betting all of I know. All of a sudden, I'm hot, baby. I'm going to jinx it right here. I'm actually going to take the over between Tulane and the membrane in UAB. I think UAB looked pretty good against Georgia. Maybe a little fluky there. I know it's only 21 points, but more so Tulane because it doesn't really seem like it matters who the quarterback is, but I think they're getting Pratt back now. I think he will officially be back. And I think that they could put up 37 on their own. And if you're telling me the over-under is 57, I I think they're kind of getting close there. I'm going to take the over. Don't hate it. Uh, by the way, I looked up, and it is Central Arkansas. I don't know that you can see this, but they have a two-toned gray and purple field. It's disgusting. That is extra. Where is that in Conway? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nasty. That's um, nasty business. All right, Timothy with the over in the Tulane UAB. I'm going to be honest. I don't like the slate this week. Very difficult for me to find a pick. And this is going to be so homer. But I'm going with your University of Memphis Tigs minus three and a half against Boise State. I think we win by at least a tutty inside Simmons Bank. You know why? Because we don't lose in the... We don't lose non-conference games. Except for one. It was to UTSA three years ago, two years ago. Yeah. We are literally 22 and one since 2014, I think, inside Simmons Bank and non conference uh, home matchups. Yeah, I can't support a loss at home. I just don't see it happening, man. So, Tiggs minus three and a half. I think we win by at least a tutty. Those are your ride, TJ. Sorry, Kenneth, you're going to have to change the graphic. Sorry, dude. Graphic's been changed. We've that's been what, winning too That's much. what happens when TJ uh, decides that he's now good at betting. Well, for what it's worth, the first one with UMass should have been a lock. I don't understand. That would be the one that... It was like 50 and 0. That you lose. is something that literally hasn't happened in 50 years. TJ picks and it loses week one. What are you going to do? I think you were just... You were overthinking it. Or I was not overthinking it because it was so easy. Hmm. All right. Well, hopefully this is uh, this will be us being five and one. Let's hope. Just so, keep dude. making the listeners money. Let's hear it out. 
Hotten Hills. Yeah, this is meddlesome. Here's to hoping it's not hotter. Who's sneakily a very good brewery. I do like it. I, I mean, they're, we're out here in the Dirty Dova, drinking a Dirty Dova brew. I like them. I don't know that I've had a meddlesome that I haven't enjoyed so far. They got a vanilla porter I'm not a big fan of, under pressure, I believe. But I don't know that I've had that one. Have we had that? No, we haven't. No. Um, isn't there another hot in hells or something that we've had before? Yeah, we did it before Mississippi State last year. Whose was that? It was Ground City. No, it's not Ground City. It's um, right on the corner of Lamar downtown. It's got the tree. Help me out here. I'm don't Ghost know why. River. Ghost River. Thank you. That's right. Yep. Um, I like this. It's good. I like the can. It's got the fans on there. The dude who's actually melting. I don't know if you can even see that. Uh, looks like he's in hell, but he's on the beach. The beaches of hell. There's a fried egg. I just noticed the egg actually. This is a good can. I'm putting this can up there. This is a seven three can. That's higher than me. I do like it though. I mean, it says Hogan Hills. I do like the fire flames, the fans, the guy melting. I think it all plays into it. I probably wouldn't go on that high just because. What does that cup say? Gulf. It looks like mm-hmm. something because he's at gulp. the beach. Maybe gulp. Gulp. Probably like a big gulp. Um, I don't like the blue color. Is that weird? Is that nitpicking? Big gulps, huh? What this like teal? <laughs> big gulp, huh? I get. All it. right. I get it. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know if I like the color, that teal color there. I'd probably go a little bit lower, six eight, maybe six nine. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's not much lower. I just uh, enjoyed this brew. It was good. I don't know if I would drink two of them at a tailgate. Really? I mean, I, I thought it was good, but I don't know if I want two of them. I would definitely drink two of these. It sits on the fence for me because normally, like, it's if I could drink two of them, I'm like. That's a seven or up. But this one's good. I liked it, but I'm not confident I would drink two of them. So I'm, I would probably match my can rating of six, six nine. Wow. Didn't you say six eight? Six eight, six nine. Yeah, I was like mm. a tweener. Nice. It's good. I just um, I don't know if I'd want two of them. I enjoyed this. I'm going seven five on this bad boy. Wow. It's good. I mean, it's good. I get that. A little Hellsbrock. I yeah. like it. 6.5 ABV. Yeah. Get your turn. Give me two, not three, just two. It's good. Final thoughts. Just win the game, man. Just, just win. win. Just keep winning. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Let's start a new win streak Saturday inside the ball. We'll see you next week. Come with the cold beer, stay for the hot takes. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Like and subscribe at Bluff City Media's YouTube page. Head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co for comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports.